When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 1067 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with it till 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Right now, though, I want to take a trip out to Las Vegas via the BetQL guest hotline. That is where our pal Neil DeLau joins us. You make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Neil DeLau96. He covers the Washington Wizards for Hoop District. My friend, how has Vegas been treating you? It's uh, Vegas, so definitely, you know, <laughs> a uh, interesting time wrapping up the trip, you know, last day today with the third game of the season. So it's definitely been entertaining, to say the least. Definitely, man. And I know the product on the floor has been exciting. We'll get to that in a second. I want to first get to... Uh, Jordan Poole's introductory press conference and Kyle Kuzma uh, speaking about his new extension that he signed. What were your takeaways from those two, and how do you think the duo was going to mesh come the regular season? Yeah, you know, obviously introductory press conferences, you know, for Kuzma, obviously it's for the re-signing, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're always a time of, you know, optimism and hope for the future and what what it can hold. You know, Jordan Poole is obviously getting out of a situation in Golden State where, you know, let's be real. It was not, you know, pretty to start the season mm-hmm. with the incident with Draymond Green. You know, his entire season after that, you know, was pretty, you know, negligible compared to what we saw in his third year when he was a key contributor for key contributor for the Warriors championship. But, you know, he's coming in, you know, don't listen to Twitter too much about oh how he looks unhappy to be here and all those kinds of things. I think he's really eager to have, you know, such a big spotlight on him and a role in the offense that he right. didn't have, you know, obviously behind uh, Steph and Clay in Golden State. So he seems excited to be here. Clearly he and Kuzma seem to, you know, have gotten to know each other a little bit earlier before things were officially announced. And they share, I think, believe in the same similar agency, maybe not the same exact agent, but, okay. you know, under the same agency management. So they probably knew that, you know, something like this was going to happen. Kuzma probably knew that, okay, yes, Poole is coming to D.C. and this is my opportunity to resign with the Wizards. Right. For Kuzma, you know, he's talked for a long time how he's learned from LeBron that, you know, LeBron's greatness goes not just on the court, but his ability to make 1 through 15 better. Yeah. And so that's something that Kuzma wants to do here in Washington. It's obviously, you know, different beast and different, you know, standards and expectations. But, you know, why not have Kuzma be the vet of this young group going forward? He gets a big bag with, you know, early money. And, you know, it's a very tradable contract for the Wizards if, you know, things don't work out a couple years down the line. So, you know, all in all, it's happy times in the Wizards organization, knowing full well that, you know, they're probably going to win maybe around 25, 27 games this season. Yeah, that's interesting that you that you bring that up, Neil, because I've kind of been flipping back and forth between how competitive I feel this group can ultimately end up being. 
the growth and development of the returning guys, I think, is going to have a hell of a lot to do with that. Uh, some guys that aren't participating in summer league that, that we expect to have a huge impact, Daniel Gafford, Denny Avdia, Corey Kisper. I want to talk about Daniel Gafford here for a second. I know he was out there in Vegas. Neil, I don't know if you remember that press conference. Uh, we we I don't know if it was me that asked the question or someone else. They asked Wes Unsell Jr. about Daniel Gafford potentially expanding his range to, to be able to hit the 15-footer and potentially stretch his game out to the three-point line. From what you've been hearing and been able to gather, Neil, do you anticipate him potentially adding that to his game? And what are your overall expectations for him come 2023? Yeah, you know, definitely that was something that he worked on, you know, a little bit last season with, you know, the former player development coach Alex McLean to try and extend his range to, you know, that 12-foot kind of jump shot, you know, on either either side of the free throw line, you know, free throw line extended area. Yeah. So certainly I'm sure that he's trying to do it again. Um, We'll see now that maybe he has a little bit more ability and I would say, you know, leash uh, to be able to take some of those shots as they know that, you know, we're not going to be a team contending immediately right away, all those kinds of things. So I think, you know, certainly he'll try and sprinkle it in. um, But he knows at the end of the day that his effectivity is, you know, really a lot closer, um, you know, around the rim. So he'll have a lot of opportunity. Hopefully he'll, uh, able to make the most of it neil i want to get to the action at hand tonight the wizards play their third summer league game tonight against san antonio spurs from the thomas and mack center out in vegas what are some of your early thoughts and impressions of this young wizards summer league squad man i know Bilal koulibaly their first round pick uh, is who most fans had their eyes on uh in uh summer league game number one but we've seen some other guys some unheralded guys come up and have a big impact as well yeah, you know, obviously, you know, there are a lot of young players uh, on this summer league team uh, to be excited about. Koulibaly, as you stated, um, but the list goes on and on. You know, tell me which direction you want to go. And there's Koulibaly, <laughs> there's Tristan Vucevic, Patrick Baldwin Jr., and Ryan Rollins, um, you know, and then obviously Johnny Davis coming into year two. So a lot to be excited for, a lot to, you know, be hopeful for, uh, for the young, you know, Wizards movement that's coming in. I want to ask you about the two guys that were, at the time, Neil, considered a throw-in in the deal. I know folks like yourself were, were all over the impact that they would be able to have. Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr. I want to ask about Rollins first here. Because of what Washington already has in the backcourt, assuming DeLone Wright's on the roster when the season starts, you've got Jordan Poole, you've got Tyus Jones, Bilal shown the ability to potentially be a lead guard and bring the ball up the floor do you wonder where Ryan Rollins' minutes will come during the regular season? And is he a guy uh, that you anticipate going down to the go-go maybe? I don't necessarily think go-go right away, but, you know, I think it's, you know, certainly possible that, you know, he gets minutes sprinkled in off the bench um, and they'll kind of go from there. There's the, I believe we lost and we'll throw him on hold here for a second. Try to I'm here, Lino. Oh, you're still there? I was going to say, I wanted, wanted to go into a little bit more detail about uh, Ryan Rollins and what he brings from, from a basketball standpoint. I didn't know a ton about him when the trade was made, but watching him in the first two summer league games, Neil, he's got a definite feel for the game. There's a toughness about him that I really appreciate, and he seems to have a really tremendous feel in the pick and roll. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with some of that, the toughness that he has. 
I didn't even realize that in the first game he took a shot to the eye until we talked to him in the second game and he had, you know, a big old welt, you know, underneath his left eye when we were talking to him after game two where, you know, I didn't even realize he had five steals all of a sudden. So you definitely talk about that toughness. I think he might have been exaggerating a little bit. He was telling us his wingspan. It's so hard to hear these guys sometimes, but (laughs) I want to say he said his wingspan was 6'10". So throw a little bit of doubt on that. Maybe my ears are just terrible. Right. But, you know, certainly you talk about that toughness. He's going to bring it on the defensive end. He has a chip on his shoulder as a second-round pick guy. And then he just also has that professionalism in him from, you know, the Golden State organization, which is, you know, lo and behold, top class. Yeah, definitely. I want to ask you about Patrick Baldwin Jr., both of those guys that, that were included in that Jordan Poole deal, talking about Ryan Rollins and, Patrick Baldwin Jr. have made a significant impact in the first two summer league games. Talked about Rollins. I want to go into more detail on Patrick Baldwin Jr. He was a really highly touted recruit coming out of high school. When Golden State drafted him last year, I know there were a lot of talent evaluators that looked at the fit and said, man, you talk about a guy that's close to 6'10", to be able to stretch the floor like that, there's a ton of potential. Reminds you a little bit of Kyle Kuzma. What type of impact do you expect Patrick Baldwin Jr. to have once the regular season starts? Yeah, you know, you said Kyle Kuzma. You know, I kind of think initially that, you know, Michael Porter Jr. kind of type frame, 6'10", you know, always looking for the green light to shoot. He's, I think, a little bit bigger and wider uh, than Michael Porter Jr., but certainly, you know, another guy, today's NBA, cannot have enough big men that, you know, want and are eager to shoot the ball. I think I was most impressed with, you know, just kind of some of his feel for the game. Yeah. Some good passes, made some good plays. He had hit Tristan Busevich in transition for a nice little Euro step in. So, certainly, like you said, the Jordan Poole tree looks better and better when you realize <laughs> that you got Ryan Rollins and Patrick Baldwin Jr. in it. Definitely, man. And I'm excited to see Baldwin in the regular season more so than Rollins. I think because of the, the depth that they have at the position, it might be difficult to get him minutes, but... Patrick Baldwin Jr., man, like you said, the most valuable skill right now in today's NBA is is to be able to shoot the ball from the perimeter, and uh, he's shown the ability to do that, although the numbers might not necessarily reflect that. Uh, Neil, when when you look at – oh, we actually lost Neil. Maybe he'll he'll get the opportunity to call us back, but thought we covered a lot of good stuff with him. At the end of the day, when we look at Washington's summer league roster and what they've got, Uh, moving forward and what the outlook of the team is. I think there's got to be a ton of optimism. We didn't even really get into Bilal and what he saw from him, but I I thought we touched on it yesterday here on Overtime. They've got a core of young dudes now that should have the opportunity to grow and develop with each other over the next couple of years. Neil, we we lost you there for a second. I want to let you go on this, man. I got one more for you, two more for you. Sure. Uh, I'll ask you about the draft picks of this year. We didn't go into much depth about Bilal, but I I thought he exceeded my expectations on the offensive end because I haven't gotten to see him at practice or anything like that. We know he'd come in and make an impact on defense, but I was impressed with how comfortable and confident he was as a ball handler uh, during the first two games. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, really was attractive to the Wizards that, you know, he was a guy that was around 6'2 and uh, two summers ago and, you know, maybe 5'11 the summer before that. He was a guard. He had ball guard skills, you know, when he was going up through the ranks uh, in the French League. So 
the Wizards feel that, you know, that's something that he can carry over. And, you know, they've purposely put the ball in his hands in certain situations. You know, the head coach of the summer league team, Landon Tatum, told us, you know, there are times when there are, the Celtics were putting uh, Yudoko as a bouquet, their big man, on Koulibaly on defense. They're like, okay, well, the best way to beat this is to put the ball in his hands and let him attack that right. in pick and roll and various things. So, obviously, we'll see, you know, come against, you know, more real NBA comp- competition. But they certainly view him as a guard who can handle the ball when needed. Yeah, I, I was extremely impressed. I, I love the way that he competed on the defensive end. He had a monster block. I don't know if it was Sunday or, or, or Saturday, but he looked good and as advertised on the defensive end, the buzzer beater and the game-winning shot that he ended up hitting on Sunday. Did he surprise you at all with that, Neil? Because that looked a lot like the guy that they were advertising and speaks to that growth spurt that we talked about. He's got a legit guard bag in a six-eight body. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was... I don't want to say flabbergasted because that's the word it means to the kid, but <laughs> no, I feel you, he though. comes in as a someone who is a non-shooter, at right. least right now, as an 18, almost 19-year-old. The Celtics on their bench, literally, I was sitting next to their bench. Every time he had the ball on the perimeter, multiple people on their coaching staff were saying, non-shooter, non-shooter, wow. now give him space. Yeah. And he takes that, com- takes that last shot, cool, calm, and collected, drains it, nothing but net. I mean, what's not to love about that? Granted, Small sample size, but hey, right. he told his coach afterwards, "Hey, I'm a clutch player." And then Tristan Vucevic, you know, I don't, I, I won't swear on your airways, but he right. said, "Talk your Bilal, talk your." And so, great moment all the way around. Yeah, definitely, man. We actually uh, played the, the audio of that yesterday during the show, man. I was grateful of you getting that for us, man. I, I asked about Bilal, the first round pick, the star of this entire weekend, uh, Neil, and I don't want to speak in hyperbole. Tristan Vucevic, I am so impressed with this young man, especially considering the position that he's playing. I think the transition coming from overseas and dealing with the physicality of the NBA bigs was already going to be a tough transition for the kid. He has handled it and passed the test with flying colors. We talk about feel, right, as as a word we throw around with all these guys. I thought that word fit his game the best, man. The footwork was on full display the shooting stroke, even though he wasn't, you know, uber efficient when shooting the ball. Anyone who watches the kid shoot can understand he's got a legit stroke. And then seeing him get switched out on the perimeter on a couple of defensive possessions, Neil, I thought Tristan Vucevic, if there was any doubt about whether or not they were going to buy his contract out, I think the first two summer league games put all that to bed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Balakula Dale is somebody that's very confident. Tristan Vucevic is right there, you know, behind him. Yeah. He wanted to come to Summer League, even though he probably shouldn't have. His league in Serbia just finished, you know, the day that he was drafted. They won the championship. And so usually people are like, okay, take some time off, you know, come back and be ready. But he said, I want to play. I want to show teams what I have and my skill set and my talent. And, you know, he's doing just about that, you know, with his versatility. Yeah, definitely was impressed by Vucevic, man, and Hopefully we see all of those young cats build on it in their performance tonight. The Wizards play their third summer league game uh, coming up in about an hour and a half or so uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. It's a 10:30 tip off. You can catch the action on NBC sports, Washington or on NBA TV. Neil, I appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. Enjoy Vegas. Appreciate it. Thanks. Lino. That is Neil DeLau, Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Neil DeLau 96 for the latest on the Washington Wizards and make sure 
You follow the other page that Neil runs, Hoop District. Uh, it is Hoop underscore District for the latest on the Washington Wizards. Always good catching up with Neil on the D.C. family. We'll switch gears here a little bit before we come back. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of National Football League, man. We are, what, 16 days away from the start of training camp for the Washington Commanders. The Move the Sticks podcast, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks had some very interesting comments on how they view the Washington Commanders heading into the 2023 season. We'll let you hear from the Move the Sticks podcast next as the fam. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 